Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by HipstersOfTheCoast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at Patreon.com slash Leaving a Legacy. Magic is power. Everyone, welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. My name is Patrick. I'm your legacy newbie. And with me this week, as always, Mr. Jerry. Me. Is, What's is up, something Jerry? funny, Pat? You're you're. Uh, <laughs> Jerry just burst out into song in the in the pre-show, so that was yeah, that I, got to me a little. I bit. can't do a lot. sound check without song and dance, Pat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you really put your full effort into it. I have to. I have to applaud. Yeah, you I'm that. glad you appreciate my nudist interpretive dance to warm up. It it's uh it's something all right it's something That's all good. right good. <laughs> uh, so we got a we got a quick show today, but because uh, originally we were gonna either have like me do a quick solo episode or because Jerry was Jerry was supposed to tutor tonight, but that got moved last minute, and I I just finished up a seventy four hour work week, and uh, I am going into a it, directly into a sixty hour work week. So I imagine I, I figured I was gonna be dead, but uh. But thankfully, we were able to get this going in and uh, getting it started early enough. Can I can just say, work. Pat, there's no better feeling than someone canceling plans that you didn't actually want to do. <laughs> oh, it is. Li- it's it's literally the only reason I make plans is so that someone can cancel them and I don't have to do. <laughs> like I get I get an email from my students like, oh, I'm, I'm really sorry, but I can't make our tutoring session tonight. Uh, is there any way we can reschedule? I'm so, so sorry. I'm like, yeah, uh, it's. It's okay. I'll I'll manage. I'll manage. And <laughs> I'm doing like like yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> There's a uh, 25% rescheduling fee uh, paid up front. No, I don't charge any rescheduling fee. I probably should though. <laughs> you I mean, it's not a bad idea. I should have my students buy, uh, pay me in magic cards. It's like you, <laughs> one reschedule is a uh, you know, it's a box yeah, of exactly. dominaria. <laughs> Uh, speaking of magic cards, uh, we have so we we are in the preliminary process. Kind of put feelers out there about the the holiday drive we're doing this uh, this year. Obviously, it's September; it's very early. But since Jerry and I and Tom and Ian all move extremely <laughs> slowly, we decided to get a, a jump start on it. So um, I did put up a Facebook poll over the weekend, um, just kind of getting some feelers out there and you know seeing what people would be into uh, into you know how we could entice them to participate in the holiday uh the holiday kind of fundraiser this year we haven't nailed down a charity yet we've kind of got a couple of ideas bounced around uh but we will we will obviously that will come out before we start any of the the fundraising stuff um but uh yeah so we got a couple uh really awesome uh 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 you know, kind of donations of of cards, like some some high value cards, a couple signed cards uh, from a few people. So we'll, we'll we'll have all that announced pretty soon too. But um, but uh, but yeah. So if you guys have any strong feelings on what you'd like to see us do, you know, be it either like you know, raff uh, playmats. Oh, sorry, podcast playmats and t shirts, or you know, I don't know, whatever, whatever it is. Um, you know, let us know what you'd like to see. I, I think. Most people really like the raffle idea, so I think we're, that's what we're going to kind of put our full weight behind. But um, if you guys have suggestions or you want to even send us in some stuff to raffle off, you want to donate a couple cards or whatever, um, let us know. Contact either myself or Jerry 
uh, on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, and uh, and we'll we'll get that going. But I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, you know, the one we did, I think we missed last year just because things had been crazy. But um, the year before we did, we had a really I can't remember. I think it was like it was a couple I thousand I think it was dollars we raised, close to three grand. I think it was like twenty nine. Yeah, yeah, with with top. Yeah, with Ian and Tom as well. So, and they're obviously joining us this year. We're we're doing the uh, the the Boston Legacy scene um, fundraiser. But um, but yeah. So if if people are interested in helping out with that, please uh, get to us now, and it'll give us time to give us enough lead time to get everything in, in motion and and whatnot. So, but I'm really excited for that because I, I you know Adrian had a guest spot on the Dead Format a couple weeks ago, and he said you know. One of the things he loved about the podcast was it was it was a way to give back to the community, and um, I just feel like this is man, twenty twenty has been such a year, and I would love to do something to give back to to, to people. So I think this is yeah. a great route for that. Especially you know we've done things like uh, the hoodies and the t shirts in the past, and those take time to make. So we want to get a get ahead yep. of the ball there. We're even talking about maybe getting a uh, a joint t shirt to not design with uh, the dead yes. format guys. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, Ian and Tom are like, yeah, I think I think Ian is uh is is working up something with that right now, like uh, some kind of mashup design between the Dead Format and Leaving Legacy. I am very excited to see uh, what he comes up with. He's a he's a madman, so it'll be awesome yep. for sure. So we'll do some raffles. We'll do a bunch of stuff. But if you guys have ideas for cool stuff that you think would be cool, let us know. And if it works, yeah. we'll do it. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I love it. Um, all right, well, let's get into the meat of the show this week. Not a ton in magic news as far as legacy goes. I have a little bit of a um, drama to talk about, Pat. Oh, okay, <laughs> I like how go Pat asked me if I had anything in the pre-show. I'm like, nope, nothing. And no, yeah, nothing. <laughs> I gotta just drop nothing. It to you hot and fast, Pat. <laughs> oh boy, that's, that's the way I like so it. It actually has it. to do with uh, with our friend Gavin. His announcement uh, with uh, Time Spiral Remastered. And the new old bordered cards is apparently causing a little bit of a hubble blue in the pre-modern scene. Yeah, really? two different camps have developed. The purest <laughs> camp who uh, oh, only geez. want actual pre-modern <laughs> cards. And now a second, we'll call them the uh, the Red Pantaloons group. That's the name I'm going to coin from her for them right now. Okay. <laughs> they uh, want to use the new old bordered cards in pre-modern because they fit the aesthetic, if not quite the spirit yeah. of the game. <laughs> interesting. It feels like it fits. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that is, uh, that's interesting. So team purist or team red pants. I'm arbitrarily choosing to name them that. <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's good. It sounds like man, that's something that we just love to do, huh? Pick sides. It's like the most, it's the most like human thing. It's not even a magic thing. It's just a human thing. People love to pick. I sides, I honestly right? can't decide what side I want to be on because on one side I really like the purest aspect of pre-modern. Like the whole idea of pre-modern is that it doesn't change. You know, it's something mm -hmm. that you can enjoy. It has this nostalgia. But at the other side, I'm like, there's some really cool cards that just those cards would be sweet to play in pre-modern decks. <laughs> like I my my pre-modern deck is a uh, red green land destruction Terravore, uh you know Kamal Fistacrosa Goblin Sharpshooter combo for like infinite land destruction mm -hmm. and that mm -hmm. deck would love Crucible of Worlds. Oh, but Crucible geez. of Worlds <laughs> wasn't printed in pre-modern. So I can't run but if I could right. play Crucible of Worlds and like that's an effect where it never existed before Crucible of Worlds existed. Wait, so all right, hold on. So there so oh, I see. So it's not the printings of the cards that people are trying to push for. 
right? They want to include the entire no, set. No, 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 no. They don't want it. They just the just the old border cards because they fit the aesthetic. Because oh, you know, just like with old school, there's a huge group of people who play it for the aesthetic value. Right. Right. Yes. Interesting. Okay, so cards that weren't available in the format before, like a, say Crucible of Worlds, would be in the format because it was been printed in. The well, old I'm order. just saying that because that's my personal wish list. The Crucible of Worlds hasn't been spoiled yet, but there are okay. lots of like artifact players who would love to have Chalice of the Void. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not totally sure what's in the pre-modern. Like what is and what is not in the pre-modern card so, pool. But. Well, pre-modern is just anything before uh, uh, Mirrodin. So, like, Onslaught okay. block was the last block to have uh, pre-modern okay. cards in it because they have the old border frames. Interesting. Interesting. Huh. How, where do you land on this? You want to see I, the cards? I haven't decided yet. I mean, at heart, I'm a purist. Of course. <laughs> but I want to I also wanna okay. play with these sweet cards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you played any of the uh, Zendikar pre-release stuff yet? I have not had yet? a chance to play the pre-release. I was going to go out to uh, gaming, etc. to pick up some packs, but my weekend just got yeah. away from me completely. So this this yeah. week I'm going to head out there and uh, pick up some packs to you know check the set out. Yeah, if we don't end up working another seven days in a row this week, I will probably try to get there on Sunday to get some pre-release stuff from me and Liam. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's super cool, man. Yeah. That's, uh, very awesome. I'm, uh, I'm already at that point, Pat, where remember we talked about this the, uh, like two episodes ago where we get so excited for spoilers yes. and then the set comes yes. out and then I just don't know what I want to do with it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I understand. I understand that. I think, uh, they must do pre-release on arena too. So maybe I'll do some drafts in arena and see what that's like. I'm just looking for an easy way to play with the set. Yeah. It fun. Um, I will say there was a card that we kind of dismissed in the spoiler season that is actually better oh. now that I've actually seen it in action. Okay. Um, What's card this? Skyclave. Uh, what is it called? Hold on one second. Skyclave apparition. Is that it? I think so. It's the two. It's the two two oblivion know. ring. Uh, yeah, it is apparition. Skyclave apparition. So one white white for a two two. When Skyclave apparition enters the battlefield, exile up to one target non token permanent uh, with converted mana cost four or less uh, that, that you, you don't, don't control. control. When it leaves the battlefield, the exile card owner creates an XX blue illusion creature token where X is the converted cards, converted mana cost uh, of the exiled card. So this is better than I thought, because when I saw this printed, I thought that the card it exiled came back into play because that's just like what happens normally. Yeah, or like Oblivion Ring or, you know, all these other cards, uh, Detention Sphere, Mm -hmm. like all these types of cards. Mm When the exiling card goes away, it comes back. So I misread that at first. Like my brain auto filled it that the card comes back, but this actually is a permanent exile. So okay. this really does actually permanently, ex- uh, you know, answer things. Whereas Oblivion Ring might just be a temporary exile if they can answer the Oblivion Ring. Hmm. So okay. And it's worth was will this be a death and taxes include you think something you could like violin? Yeah, that's speed? so our our friend Josh he was telling me about this. Um, that's what his plan is. I mean, at the same time, mm-hmm. death and taxes just isn't very good in the meta right now. 
Um, so, but yeah. I mean, it could just be another tool. So I wouldn't be surprised if some death instant access players at least try and experiment with it. If it'll actually catch on, okay. that's another matter, but it's just a card that I, I thought was worse than it was when I first read it and taking a second look at yeah. it, it does seem a little bit better. Yeah. I'm glad we kind of revisited that. That's, uh, that's interesting. Um, I guess you can like pop like, a. We got chalice, and they get there's no chance of them getting anything back. Like or like that, an Oko, like it just it per, it, per, it yeah. permanently okay. answers Oko, and it's like, yeah, yeah. If this dies, they get like a three three, but you know, or or an Uro, or an too, Uro. Right? yeah, it straight up Uro. exiles it. It doesn't go to the graveyard. Not that that's a great a great. You don't want a big body. Give them a big body like that, but it's it's well it no because when it, I guess. aberration dies, the XX they get is equal to the cards converted mana cost. So oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. It, well, actually, no. Isn't isn't Uro more I than four Uro though? Was only three. Is it four? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, Uro's I just uh, one blue green. It's just three. Oh, okay. Oh, it's yeah, the escape the, cost. The escape is, cost, okay. cost yeah, is yeah, four. Yeah. So yeah, it could, it could answer an yeah, Uro. Yeah. I mean, they've probably already gotten some serious value if Uro's staying in play. <laughs> right. Unless <laughs> I guess you could yep. vial yep. it in in response to the sacrifice trigger. So okay. maybe not the worst. It seems neat. It seems niche, it, but you know, yeah. it could definitely yeah. give them the t- a tool that they could use. I mean, Death and Taxes just needs more. Like it's so it's so funny because they get all these like cards. That you're like, oh man, I can see this being worth being worthwhile to put in the deck. And a lot of times, it seems like there's just there's so many things that's available for Death and Taxes, and the the deck tries to do you know tries to compensate for all the different things that's come that's going to play against that it just kind of ends up running a bunch of one and two ofs and it loses a lot of the consistency in my opinion with that. And, and uh, yeah, so, but we'll see. That's, that's a cool effect. I think, I mean, three mana is where this is the sweet spot for death and taxes. Yeah. So. so definitely, definitely worth a second look. It also just, it it's interesting to see uh wizards R and D move away from that because it's the same situation with palace jailer where palace mm-hmm. jailer also confuses people because you don't get the card back when Palace Jailer dies. You get the card back when you become the Monarch. So yep. it's funny how like we all have our brains conditioned when we see this type of card. We just assume that it has this effect. And R&D has been uh, kind of going out of their way to make it slightly different, uh, you know, different triggers. Right. Or maybe the, just the card's permanently gone. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Um, all right. Well, do you want to get into some? We have just some res- results to go over tonight. Yeah, and, uh, I don't think with these results, I don't think Zendikar was legal yet, right? I don't believe so. No, because I think isn't Zendikar legal this week or this weekend? So I think it became legal this weekend. We'll see okay. if we see any Zendikar cards in this list. We'll know if it was legal. <laughs> but at the same time, I don't actually think any of the Zendikar cards like scream playability to me. I think it'll be a while before we see any of them, you know, pop up. Yeah, but okay. maybe I'll just be proven wrong, like right here. <laughs> I mean, that's how it yeah. goes, right? Uh, so I like the uh, the Reddit page that that always pops up. Uh, usually with Chronicler does it, and. Uh, they always have like the spice, the full spice, semi spice, and then just like all the other lists in order. I'm always a fan of that. I see uh, our friend CBL James came in. Uh, he topped 32 with Rug Delver in the Legacy Challenge on the 19th. So congrats, Hell James. Yeah, nicely done, Good old James. Uh, the one that was listed under full spice is this Lotus Blood Tail. Do you see this? It's in, I mean, it's in 28th place. So 
So take that with a grain of salt. You just gave James a shout out for coming in 30 seconds. So come on. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Uh, It is Um, a spicy list. It is. Yeah. So (laughs) let's just go over this real quick. I don't even know. Let's see what this this deck does. So uh, it looks like it's built around Omniscience and Blood Sun. Because those are the two enchantments it runs. Four, a full four blood sun and two omniscience. Uh, it's also running four show and tell. Yeah, this deck's, deck's kind of all over the place. So let's go Let's go with the Planeswalkers first. Uh, one Chandra, Awakened Inferno. A Karn Liberated. Three Karn, the Great Creator. And one Ugin, the Spirit Dragon. Uh, an Elish Norn, an Amarcool, two Golos, <laughs> Tyler's Pilgrim. Yeah, like, and what? Elish, like Reanimator, and Mono Red Stompy, and Show and Tell. A Grizzlebrand, and an Inferno okay, Titan. Okay. And then it's running four Ponder, four Preordained, four Show All and right. Tell. What is this <laughs> Four, hold on. Wait, wait. Four Force of Will, four Stifles, <laughs> two Lotus uh, Petal. Uh, we talked about the four blood sun and two omniscience, and then the land package is running 17 lands, three ancient tomb, one cascading cataracts, uh, a city of brass, two city of traders, an island, four lotus fields, a mountain, and four volcanic island. And it's also running, uh, it says the other is one Seagate restoration, two Valakit awakening. So, yes, it looks like, uh, it was legal in this, uh, in this challenge, because I believe both those cards are from Resendikar. Oh, yes, you're right, because they're not even showing up on the uh, Wizards Gatherer spoiler. Yeah, Valica Awakening is... Uh... Well, I was proved wrong immediately. <laughs> <laughs> you, I mean, the good news is that you called it, right? So the Valica Awakening is the instant. Uh, so it can be either a land, a mountain that comes in and taps for red, or it's two and a red for instant. Put any number of cards from your hand on the bottom of your library. Then draw that many cards plus one. Interesting. So that's that's it. I mean, that's just good for any combo deck. Like just a land that also lets you filter cards is is pretty valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I like this little combo though. Did you notice this combo between Lotus Field and Blood Sun? Uh, let's see. Uh, wait a second. Hold so- on. Blood Sun says, oh, oh, that is cool. I don't think I've seen this before in any other deck, but yeah, Blood Sun, all lands lose all abilities except mana abilities. Lotus Field is when Lotus Field enters the battlefield, sacrifice two lands, tap, add three mana of any one color. So is that an ability? Like I'd have to ask a judge, but my like I assume so. Otherwise, it wouldn't be in the deck, (laughs) but I assume the way this combo works is. You play Blood Sun, and then as long as Blood Sun is in play, Lotus Field is basically just, it comes into play, tap for three mana. <laughs> yeah, can we get a judge on that? I, I don't know if that's how that works, because it's not an ability, I mean, right? I feel it has to, unless he put this in his deck, realized in round one that it didn't work the way that, he thought I mean, it worked, and he still came he in came in. T- <laughs> the person came in 28th, so... It's, 28th isn't nothing. Uh <laughs> No, it's not nothing, but that's that's interesting. I wonder if that's how that works. I am not good. This is not my strong suit, so uh oh, that's uh, that's really cool. This is like the weirdest deck though. It's like it's like a weird like it's a show and tell deck, right? But it's also I don't want to call it a prison. Like it's not a prison deck, but it's like running like the uh oh, the like the the colorless like the good colorless fucking planeswalkers and it's it running yeah, it's, this is uh, this is inter- and four stifle. That's also kind of like throwing me. Yeah, what is going on there? 
Oh, do you think the stifle is for Lotus Field? Oh, it might be. Yeah, when Stifle enters the battlefield, sacrifice two lands. I guess they're stifling their own Lotus Fields, but yeah. They, I was going to say it's hexproof, but you can still target the triggered ability. Hmm. That must be what for Stifle is for. Yeah. When Golos enters the battlefield, does that. Are you able to put a Lotus Field on the battlefield without having to sacrifice anything? No, because it's Lotus Field when it enters the battlefield. So even if you find it with Golos, it's still going to trigger. Okay. I think the Cascading Cataracts is for the Golos. Okay. So you use Golos, you find Cascading Cataracts, and then you tap, pay five, and tap Cascading Cataracts. That gives you one mana of each color, which allows you to then activate uh, Golos. Hmm. Okay. It just seems like this deck is full of a lot of hoops you have to jump through for not that much payoff, but Mm. (laughs) there's a lot of stuff going on here. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm not huge on the Seagate Restoration. I re- I think Seagate Restoration is really just a win more card. Mm-hmm. The Valakut Awakening could be interesting, though. Yeah, would you play that in Show and Tell? Ah, oh, man, I don't know. Like, I you'd have to replace the Basic Mountain, and the Basic Mountain's really, really good. Well, I mean, you could always just choose to play it as an instant, right? Yeah, but then... You could I replace, mean, well, like, a Ponder. Uh, I don't think I would replace Ponder with this. Hmm. Put any number of cards from your hand on the bottom of your library, then draw that many cards plus one. Like, you usually don't have, like, extra cards in hand that you're okay with, like, switching out really? in show and tell. Uh, I guess so. Yeah, because, I mean, you need your A A combo, you need your B combo, yep. and then ideally you want protection, and then you also need mana to cast it all. Right. So it's it's not like you have, like, extra cards, usually, that you, you're just fine getting rid of. If you do have extra cards, those extra cards are cantrips, and I'd rather just play those cantrips than mm. filter them away with a Valica. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's fair. So, I mean, it, 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 like it, it works in this deck because they just don't have as many cantrips. Like, mm-hmm. interestingly, they're not running Brainstorm, Pat. Right. Four yeah. Ponder, four ponder, four preordain, zero brainstorm. Huh. Interesting. Why? <laughs> why aren't they running? Why aren't they running it instead? Well, I guess there's no. There's, there's no, no fetch, fetch lands, lands right? There's, so, like, if you're not running fetch lands, like brainstorm actually isn't yeah. good. Interesting. Huh. Like pre- preordain is surprisingly the better cantrip without fetch lands. Hmm. Interesting. Um, hmm. it's it's definitely spicy. It's definitely spicy. Did you see the Oops All Spells Depth deck in twenty eighth, twenty sixth? Sorry, by Auga. Auga. Yeah. Uh. So this is running like this is as like the Thassa's Oracle, which we've seen in the Depth decks now, and it um, is running six of the uh, new spell lands. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. So yeah. Uh, wow. So. Justin, just go ahead and just delete that entire first half of the podcast where I just make this crazy claim that doesn't come true at all. <laughs> well, I know. I'm surprised these are seeing play so quickly. I really didn't think they would be well, that good. I think people are just looking for anything new to, to jam in the form. Like, I think the real test is, are we going to see these cards three, four weeks from now, right? Yeah, people could just be trying it out. Yeah. Apparently, it's, it has been tearing up modern. Some modern players were saying how... Uh, 
Char Belcher is absurd and modern right now because of the flip lands. Oh, okay. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I mean that makes a lot of sense to me. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, they just like when all your many. spells can also be flip lands. Char Belcher seems pretty good. Yeah, well, also just Belcher doesn't have as many tools at its uh, disposal. Like you know, mm-hmm. they don't have Tinderwall and stuff that right. are uh, Lotus Petal that they can uh, you know have mana. Uh, without actually, you know, playing actual lands. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't even know that people were still playing modern. I'm, and that's not like a, that's not a dig. I just, it's a format I've just completely forgotten about. Yeah, I'm, I'm always a little surprised when people bring it up as well. But yeah, people <laughs> are still playing modern. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Let's see. What else is that, the challenge? That here? black one is very good for oops all spells though. Return yeah. from your graveyard to the battlefield any number of target creature cards that each have. Uh, a different converted mana cost, X or less. What card is this? Uh, that's the... Oh, Symbiosis? Uh, no, Agadim's oh, Awakening. Agadim's Awakening, okay. Agadim's Awakening. And then it's also running the green one, Turn Timber Symbiosis. Mm-hmm. I just don't... How are they casting these? They're so... Well, I guess it's Belcher and Oops All Spells, so they are getting up to like seven mana. Yeah, they got Cabal Ritual, they got Dark Ritual... So, turn Timber Symbiosis, look at the top seven cards of your library. You may put a creature card from among them onto the battlefield. If that card is converting mana cost three or less, it enters with three additional plus one plus one counters on it. Put the rest in the bottom of your library and rent. I think you're just literally just using that to find Balustrade Spy or mm-hmm. uh, what's the other one? Uh, the Thassa's Oracle. Mm, well, yeah, you could use the Thassa's Oracle. Oh, uh, Undercity Informer is the one I'm thinking Oh, right, of. right, right. Yep, yep. The, the ones that actually, like, set the combo in motion. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's cool. I mean, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how if this catches on or if this is just kind of a flash in the pan. Yeah. Um, I want to see what this Cleansing Blue-Red Delver is here. In, uh, cleansing Blue-Red Delver. Yeah, it's in 30th. Okay, we're not really <laughs> looking at the cream of the crop here for finishes, but... Uh, so it is also running a new spell... Uh, new oh, card, Cleansing, cleansing wildfire. wildfire. So, oh, it's the one in a red, destroy target land. Its controller may search their library for a basic land card and put that yep. on the battlefield tap. The draw their library, draw a card. Huh. Like, it's a pretty brutal stone rain if your opponent's not running basics. Yeah, yeah. We When we talked about it, I, I still feel the same way. I still just feel that it... The the meta just has too many basics in it for this to be like as good as it could be. Does it though? Why? Well, well, let's take a look. Like, how many of these decks have basics? Let's look, in let's it? look at the top eight here. We see uh, we see Rug Delver running one one basic. Yep. We see Omni uh, Omni Show running. Uh, I guess three basics. Yep. Three basics. Um, and then we have another. Have another Omni Show. Ooh, yep. We're running pieces of the puzzle. Omni Show. That's Four interesting. Four basics. Four basics. Then Rug Delver have... zero. Yep. Then then uh, Eldrazi Post zero. Okay. Unless is Waste a basic land? Yes. Oh, it yeah. is. All right. Yep. So one. So they are. So one. So, so one. one. But like the. The impact of killing an ancient tomb or a city of traitors or a cloud post or a temp. I mean, that's that's pretty significant. Blasting one well, of those. That's true. Is cl- oh yeah, cleansing wildfire is any land. It's not non basic, so that is significant. You're yeah, right, Pat. I I I assumed it was non basic when I read it because uh, wizards doesn't make good land destruction. <laughs> uh, all right.
right? So, I mean, looking at this top eight, it's still not great, but it's like, because there's still a lot of basics floating around. Like, yeah. even, even the Rug Delver deck that one was running a basic. Yep. But I guess I guess when you factor in the utility of killing utility lands. It also you know, cycles itself, of- too. I mean, it's not it, it's not great, but it's it's kind of cool, like, the main decade against stuff like, uh, I mean, it is sorcery speed, which kind of is a, a blow to it. I think when we looked at it, we thought that because it was sorcery, it wouldn't be that impactful, but. Yeah, I think where I'm at on this card is that I think it's cool and I can see myself playing it, just not yet. Yeah, okay. Like, I want the meta to swing back a little bit more to non-basic favoritism before yep. before I play something like this. Yeah. The the top eight of this, uh, we're just gonna, I'm going to run down it real quick and then we'll move on to the next challenge, was uh, Rug Delver, Sneak and Show, uh, Omnitel, Rug Delver... Uh, Eldrazi Post, Snow Control, Five Color Snow Control, Rug Delver, and Omnitel. Uh, Vile Goblins coming in ninth, which is pretty cool. But uh, can I just say, uh, is this uh, Omni Show's time to shine? Like, what's going on here? I mean, there's one, two, three Show and Tell decks in the top eight, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess when your deck only does one thing, like if you do it well and you do it wow, you know what I mean, like. If wow. every deck is, is is screwing around trying to cast Uros and Okos, and you're just going show and tell Emrakul, it's like, well, okay, that's that's. Did something. you even listen to the show and tell episode we did, Pat? No. Did you even listen? <laughs> <laughs> I can't listen to apes sound like that for that long. Come on. Uh, you disgust me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to the uh, let's go to the other challenge from the twentieth. Wait, hold on. I just want to look at this piece of the puzzle list. Real oh quick. yeah, go for it, man. It go was... for it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely take up the show time. Yeah, thank you. you. I do will. Your own I will. Thing. I will. I will. Hey, where the hell is it? <laughs> where is it? Uh, looking at the challenge from the twentieth, I'm just gonna run down the top eight real quick. Then we'll get into the. There's no spicy decks according to Chronicle or 1029 on Reddit, but uh, Bryant Cook just going straight up turncoat. Do you remember a few weeks ago he was running Rug Killer Tess? Yes. I now do. he's running just Rug Delver. <laughs> Hey, Pat, if you can't beat him, join him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you can't design a one millionth iteration of your the only deck you play, run Rug Delver. Bryant, congrats on taking it down, man. That's fantastic. He did. He did. What does it say, Pat, that he puts he puts Tess on the shelf for one tournament and ends up winning the whole tournament well, from it? Well, <laughs> you know, that's what happens. I mean, he like I, I, I'm only busting his chops. He's obviously a phenomenal Magic player. That's great, man. I love seeing that. <laughs> um, we see Maverick in top eight as well. This is a kind of a cool top eight. This is a very different top eight from the one we saw. We see, I mean, there's Rug Delver. You see uh, Maverick. You see um, Bug Shadow. You see Prison. Uh, another Maverick deck. A Reanimate Goblins deck. We're going to talk about that. Um, Rug Delver and Black Green Depths. Excuse me, Black Green Depths. I mean, there's still some like, uh, there's still a, a sneaky show that finished outside of uh, top eight and ninth there. But let's look at this Goblins deck. I want to see what this Goblins deck is. It's in uh, sixth place called Reanimate Goblins. And, oh, it's just got Reanimate in it. Okay. <laughs> it's just Goblins with Reanimate. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. There's Reanimate in there. Are flashing black for anything else? I don't hate it. I mean, yeah. Imagine, flash, imagine getting Reanimate for <laughs> Muxus. 
That seems good. You you thought you thought sees your goblins opponent. You see Badlands Muxus, and you're like, oh, that Badlands is interesting. I'll take yeah. the Muxus, and then they rip reanimate off the top. <laughs> I, yeah, that's not bad. Uh, you can re like yeah. There's I mean, goblins has a lot of great reanimate targets. Munitions expert is a great reanimate target. Ringleader. Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, basically every goblin begets more goblins, right? So. Yeah, it seems like they're great reanimate targets. Three fissure wizard. What is first of all? That sounds like a. Uh, that sounds like a drink that they served at my local college bar. It look. It sounds. It sounds like a bad Harry Potter pun. <laughs> it's a. It's one. It's yeah. So one of the new cards. Uh, one in a red for Goblin Wizard. When fissure wizard enters the battlefield, you may discard a card. If you do, draw a card. So it lets you Man. loot. And he's running. They're running three of them. So it's just a I, two one for two. I was completely off. I was not expecting any of the new cards to see play, but here I don't we know are. if Fissure Wizard is really gonna be gonna be it. But I mean, <laughs> Fissure Wizard, yeah, it's it's in there, I guess. <laughs> all right, all right. What else is in the uh, is interesting here? Do we want to talk about the Maverick decks? I'm not really a big Maverick guy, but it's kind of cool seeing them come in. Uh, the Naya Valix Kaya Orzov Usurper. Okay. Which one? Which one are you looking at? Uh, the Achilles twenty seven, the Abzan Maverick, Abzan, came in second, oh, in second yeah. place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that guy is new too, isn't yeah. she? Uh, I think so. So one, or is this? This must be like a supplemental product or something like that. Um, I just I can't keep up with it, Pat. <laughs> like no, I just no, no, can't. no. It, it came. It was first printing was Ravnica, I believe. Is it? Oh, is this just alternate? Oh wait, art? nope, There's... nope, no. It's definitely not because hold on. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> this card was printed sometime in the last 10 years. <laughs> Kaya Orzov, Usurper, one white black, three loyalty, plus one, exile up to two target cards from oh, a single graveyard. It was, it was, it was in Guild of Ravnica. It was originally uh, printed. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. So this is this is an older card. Yeah. I mean, older. Right. Yeah. Uh, oh, Ravnica so- Allegiance. Sorry. 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 Minus an exile target non-land permanent with converting mana cost one or less. Mm-hmm. That seems very narrow, but okay. Minus five Kaya or Zavu Serper deals damage to target player equals the number of cards that player owns in exile, and you gain that much life. Okay. <laughs> so this just seems like a white black time bomb, so it's plus one exiles card from gra- exiles two cards from graveyards. Mm-hmm. And then you just minus five her. I that- guess. That doesn't seem great. Can someone tell me why they're running this? Is it just to get rid of? Is it just to get rid of a chalice? Does chalice matter that much? Not, I mean, not not, not a huge deal. Not really, they have lots of three drops. I, I mean, guess yeah, they, they have a well, lot. Well, of- it, it is it is a solution for oh no, one or less. I don't know. I don't know why this is here. Yeah, I, I just feel like of all the planeswalkers that have been printed at that can fit in this deck, I just. I don't know, maybe we need a Maverick player to tell us why Kaya would see play. Yeah, someone email us or message us. Let us know why. Face- Facebook us. If you know why Kaya is seeing play, that I'd be very interested to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's just, hmm. <laughs> don't they know Oko exists? It's Maverick. Right? Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> it is Maverick. They like to just jam anything in there. Yeah. Um. Nothing. Ma- Maverick. Nick Fitz's little brother. <laughs> yep. So there's reanimate goblins. There's a lot. Of, there's a Naya expedition. The what are the Val exp lands they're talking about here? In thirteenth, what do they mean by that? Are they just talking about the new lands? 
Yeah, I think so. Thirteenth okay. is Naya Val explains. Oh, Valkid exploration. Okay. Yep. Yep. All right, but it's it's basically just a lands deck. Oh, that actually, I could see. Yeah, I could definitely see that in lands. Now that I think about two it. lightning bolt in lands, is that normal? Is that just that for is- Oko? That is not normal. Also, if it was for Oko, I feel like you would run, like, Red Blast. Okay. Yeah, that seems better than Lightning Bolt. Are they... Wait, are they running Lightning Bolt main? Oh, yeah, they yeah, are running Lightning Bolt two. main. Okay. Maybe they just want a little bit of extra... Well, they're not running the Punishing Fire. Yeah, that combo sucks. There's nothing that's one That's one toughness anymore. You mean two toughness? Yeah, that's what I mean. There's nothing that's two toughness anymore. I mean, yeah, but there's still lots of things that are one toughness. I guess so. <laughs> So Valakid Exploration, two and a red, landfall. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, exile the top card of your library. You may play that card for as long as it remains exiled. Pretty good in a lands deck that can play mm-hmm. multiple lands per turn. Uh so yeah, if you have ex- uh, if you have a bunch of explorations out, you can like chain five cards deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it has at the beginning of your end step. If there are cards exiled with Valakut Exploration, put them into their owner's graveyard. Then Valakut's Exploration deals that much damage to each opponent. Yeah, that feels really good in lands. <laughs> because even if you can't play the lands, then you just let the cards go to your graveyard and you can life from the loam them and deal a bunch of damage to your opponent. Right, right. Yeah, that feels... Yeah, and actually, you wouldn't even want to play the ones off the top. You would just want to play the lands in your hand so you keep triggering landfall, exile those lands... You know, ping them for three, let those lands go to the graveyard, and next turn, lay from the loam those lands and start the cycle all over again. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that seems pretty good for lands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Seems good. Maybe that'll uh, bring lands back out of the uh, the woodwork. We we haven't really seen very many of it le- lately. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it seems. I think. I don't know. Do we talk about this card? I don't know. It's hard. hard. We never do our set review at the end of the set, like spoiling. We always do it like mid set spoiling. So You're there right. are definitely ones that we never even look at. Um, yeah. That seems good. Um, another newer card, too, and it is also the Savine's Reclamation, which I yep. assume is to get the Valakut exploration out of the graveyard if it goes to it. Yeah. Yeah. If you accidentally loam it away or whatever. Right. I really like this new lands list. This seems really spicy. It's pretty cool. I'm, I I would like to know why the why the lightning bolts in there though. Yeah, like what are they afraid of? I guess maybe like hate bears. They're they're afraid of like some for- hate bear. Yeah, maybe scavenging news. Scavenging news is always a pain in my ass. Okay, is it that much scavenging? I mean, I guess you see it out of Rug Delver, but wouldn't you have in the sideboard? Who's playing scavenging news main? Uh, Maverick decks. Okay. Yeah, yeah, well there are a few Maverick decks in the top eight here, so Yeah. Um This Oops All Spells Depths again. Same same pilot, so two top thirty twos of that deck this weekend. Um, nice. Yeah, pretty cool. Um let's go over the five O's real quick, then we'll uh then we'll wrap it up. Shout out to our friend uh Samurai Fun with the Bug Neoform Zenith deck. Got a five O this week. Uh, Tom Hap obviously making a five zero as well. Strifo on there with uh with <laughs> now it's called Urian Strifo pile. Wow, just putting Urian up there with Strifo huh, on the list. Jeez, has Urian earned the title? And that's what I'm saying. Like it, like it's been Strifo pile for a long time now. You know, they just it's throw true. Urian in there. 
Okay. Oh, I kind of like this uh, blue green uh, mid range deck that the uh, stifle one. Yeah, Sam U twenty seven was running. Okay. Let's so it's talk three, about it. Three Oko, uh, four Ice Fang Quaddle, one Scavenging Ooze. There's that Scavenging Ooze for you, Pat. Mm-hmm. Uh, three Tarmogoyf. Damn it. Just as you would said, there would be no Zendikar Rising <laughs> cards. I'm like, did you actually run that main deck? Uh, three Uru, Titan of Nature's Wrath, four Ponder, four Brainstorm, four Days, four Force of Will, four Stifle, four Astrolabe. That's a... Uh, uh, this seems like really fun to play. It feels like it's it's a much slicker uh, snow control list mm-hmm. where it's much lower to the ground and more going like it. It feels like it would play more like a rug delver list mm-hmm. would, but it's still going, you know, over the top with uh, o- Okos and Uros. Yep. Yeah, I like this. I like this blue green list. There's a Grixis delver list at five owed that's running uh, an Ashiok Dream Render. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't seen. We haven't seen Grixis in a hot minute. Yeah, that's what just that's why I just kind of it's got two Brazen Bower, four Delver of Secrets, four Dreadhorde, two Gurmags, two Young Pyromancer. I mean, it's basically just Grixis. It's running four Stifle, but also an Ashiok. It's interesting, and yeah, another what? one on the sideboard as well. And Ashiok, the Dream Render one is um, it's one, and then uh, uh, what's the blue black Demir Demir? Uh, spells and abilities your opponents control can't cause their controller to search the library. So it's kind of like a it's like a uh, a fetch land hoser, I suppose, at three mana. Yeah, it just completely shuts off fetch lands, yep. which is pretty good in your stifle list. It, it frees your stifles up to have utility elsewhere. It's also got five five loyalty, which is pretty high for three mana, and it has the, just a minus one that the target player puts the top four cards of the library into their graveyard, then exile each opponent's graveyard. So that's interesting. Yeah, sense. just the ability. Like there are so many situations I've. Arcanist. Yeah, there's so many situations I run into where like having main deck graveyard hate just mm-hmm. wins you games out of nowhere. Yeah. Because like you said, it's not just against like reanimator or dredge or anything. It's, it's like, like sometimes eat it, it's reanimate just, like, goblins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Reanimate goblins or like just against like uh uh rug delver turning off their like uh Tarmogoyfs and Dreadhorde Arcanists and yeah. things like that. Like it just has a lot of value. Yep. Agreed. Um, I'm going to put all these in the show notes. Was there any other list you wanted to touch on before we, there's a bunch of good lists in the five O's like slip. We see slivers in there. Aldrazi aggro, black, red reanimator. Um, and a bunch of like the bunch of the standbys we've had for a long time. Oh, our friend Solnox was running green, white Titan stompy. Yeah. What was that? Titan stompy. So we got, Two Dryad of Elysian Grove, which is an older card. of Two in a green for a 2-4. You can play an additional land. Lands you control are every basic land type in addition to their other types. I feel mm. that's going to come in handy later. Uh, four Elvish Reclaimer. Four Knight of the Reliquary. Two Primeval Titan. One Rune Map Excavator. A sca- another Scavenging Use. Damn pack. it. <laughs> Sylvan Scape, Safekeeper. Green Sun. Four Green Sun. Three Crop Rotation. Two Mind Break Trap. In the main. What? In the main. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Two Main Deck Mind Break Trap. Someone was looking for Brian Cook. Four Max Diamonds. One Sylvan Library. And then lands, 30 lands, one Ancient Tomb, one Bayou, one Bajuka Bog, a Cavern of Souls, two Dark Depths, a Dryad Arbor, two Field of the Dead, three Flagstones of Tracare, 
a forest, a Caracas, two Misty, four Savannah, one Sajiri Step, three Thespian Stage, one Valakut, the Molten Pinnacle. Mm-hmm. There it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why we got the Dryad of Elysian Grove. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, it doesn't help, uh, hurt to have it with uh, neither Reliquary. Then three Wasteland, two Windswept Teeth, and then a Felindar Retreat. What is that? That's another new card. So three and a white for an enchantment. Landfall. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, choose one. Create a 2-2 cat beast creature token or put a plus one plus one counter on each creature you control. Those creatures gain vigilance until end of turn. That's actually super good with Knight of the Reliquary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. Being able to attack with Knight and activate Knight is is (laughs) really good. Yep. All right. I uh I I have to say Pat, I am surprised how many of the new cards were popping up in these lists. I mean lists a lot, right? But again, like let's see where we're at 3 weeks from now. But I like seeing this inje- this feels like the right amount of injection of a like you see like a few cards here and there. It's not like everyone's playing 4 of Dreadhorde Arcanist or you know what I mean? It's just like I I like it that I'm not sold on any of them. Mm, so mm-hmm. all of these saw play and I can see why the deck builder chose to put them in their list, but none of them have me like, I need to go and I need to buy a place out of these right now or the format's going to leave me behind. Right, right. Yep, yep. That's the way I like it. I think that's the the sweet spot. I agree. It is cool. We get to play with it, but I do not feel compelled that I have to run out and pick these cards up to play with them. Yep. Couldn't have said it better myself. All in all, I think those are some pretty sweet lists that we got to see. And, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm glad that uh, the sets were legal, so we got to see kind of the, the things shake out. Yep. Uh, I don't think, I think probably like nine out of ten of these are probably going to fall off and yeah. not see much more play, but yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if one or two of these do end up sticking around. Yeah, that goblin I'm not sold on at all. Uh, <laughs> out, out of all of them, that's the one I'm the least like, eh, or the most, you know, most uh, hesitant to say. But yeah, it's it's very cool. Very cool. Um. All right. Well, let's see. There's not nothing else I want to go over today. I know it's it's a little shorter this week. Uh. But again, I it's been a crazy work week for me. Has been nuts. We're pushing on this job to finish it up by October like sixth or seventh, which is crazy because I don't think it's gonna get done by then. But anyway, we're working like nine days a week over there, so it's been nuts. But um, let's get into scoops, Jerry. Before we get out of here, scoops, Jerry. Who do you want to scoop into top eight this week? Who do I want to top into? Top into scoop eight this week. <laughs> yes, Jerry. Who do you want to top this week? Uh, who was it that sent the uh, awesome? I think it was David Williams off the top of my head. So he sent in someone had a uh, a scoops license plate. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Card. Did you see that Connor like t- Connor had like turned into poops and then said yes. my other car is a lotus petal. Bumper sticker. <laughs> right. Fucking <laughs> Connor, man. Awesome. Uh, so, yeah, scoop it to Connor as well, but scoop in also to David Williams for, uh, for saying that. That uh, that really made my day. I really I appreciated that. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, this week I'm just going to scoop in. I have three scoops this week. Uh, the first one is our friend uh, Skull Clamp MTG sending us over. I'm not going to spoil what it is yet, but he's sending us over uh, a pretty amazing uh, uh, raffle uh, raffle prize. Uh, for the holiday donations, was the first one to get a hold of us. And I was like, hey, there's something I want to send over. Sent me a picture, and I was pretty blown away by what it was. So uh, shout out to Skullclamp MDG. Thank you very much for that. 
Um, also, the World Gorger guys are sending us over a signed World Gorger. It's got little presents on it and stuff, and it's perfect for the <laughs> raffle. So, uh, can I enter that raffle myself? Yes, now? you absolutely can. You just—it's going to cost you money, but yeah, absolutely, you can get into that. Um, and also, our friend Danny at the Community Legacy League is uh, uh, offered us, and I wish I could remember what the what that was, but it was uh, some cool some cool prizes as well. Uh, he sent me a tech uh, sent me a Twitter message today, so. Um, I'm going to circle back with, with them as well, but shout out to all the people who have been just so kind. Like, you know, we, I made like a, a small announcement on, on like Friday or Saturday night and a bunch of people have already come forward and been like, Hey, you know, cause generally Jerry, Ian, myself and Tom will take cards out of our personal collection for the holiday drives. And, uh, obviously we'll probably all do that again this year, but people also like to step forward and say, Hey, I'd like to donate this object or I'd like to donate these cards or whatever. And uh, and we get to raffle those off, and that's always extremely appreciated as well. So shout out to all those people scooping scooping into top eight, and uh, and that's all I got this week, man. Nice. Oh, I have a quick correction. It's David Williamson. Oh, okay. Williams. Oh. I just looked. I just damn it Jerry, up. get it right. Sorry, David. I'm sorry. Damn David. Jerry. <laughs> um, and also for for listeners, I'm gonna put all the uh, the uh, uh, the links to the the challenges and the five O's in the show notes. So if you want to take a look for the look at them yourself and peruse them further, please take a look at the show notes. They'll be in there. Yeah. And also special thanks to all the Reddit guys who put these together. Yeah. It definitely makes, definitely makes uh, looking over the list a lot easier yeah. and a lot more enjoyable Fring thing and chronicler shout out to them. They do a great job with that. We, we really appreciate them moderating the, uh, the Reddit for us. For sure. Well, for everyone, not for us personally. <laughs> Sorry. Specific- <laughs> Thank you for curating it specifically to my designers. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks everyone for hanging out this week. Um, as always, you know, find us on uh, whatever you can find. You know what? You know what all the show, the sign off stuff is. Um, if you want to support us on Patreon, that's obviously very important. That's Patreon.com/slash Living Legacy. That really keeps the podcast going, and we appreciate all the ongoing support from our patrons, our longtime patrons, new patrons. Uh, it's amazing. We haven't had a new one in a while, so if someone wants to get a shout out at the beginning of the show, sign up. You can donate a dollar an episode and uh, and get shouted out in the show and stuff. Plus, all that stuff helps to celebrate, uh, support things like the charity drive. Yep, so absolutely. even if you don't have anything you want to donate or anything, uh, you know, supporting on the Patreon goes to that as well. Yep, it does. Awesome. All right. Um. All right. Well, that's it, man. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Yada yada yada. And that's it. Justin's cool, and uh, that's all I got this week, Jerry. Uh, we, oh, yeah, I forgot. We didn't have a fun fact for Justin. No, no, no. I did have a fun fact for Justin. What was the fun fact for Justin? I told you in the pre-show what it was. What was it? So Justin, like, humans can see, like, in, like, a certain uh, amount of, like, shades of color, right? Uh-huh. Um, but, like, the brine, uh, not the brine shrimp, but there's, like, a, a, a shrimp. The, uh, the, pist- the pistol shrimp. Yeah, they can see in, like, like 27 different, like, uh, uh, like, like shades of, of, of color. Not shades, but it's, like... Uh, you know, they can see like UV light, all it, kinds of crazy stuff. It's the, it's the try like humans have three trichromes. Like we have, what, what is it like blue, uh, red, green, and, uh, yellow, yep. I want to say yep. are the three trichromes humans have and pistol trimp have what? 27. Yeah. Something like that. And now, and now I remember Pat, you, you told me that Justin actually can see in 32 trichromes. Yeah. Like color. he's more, he's, he's, has the ability to see better than a pistol shrimp, which is amazing. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he can see the time space continuum. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> honestly, all I want to see now is Justin get into a fight with the pistol shrimp. I think the pistol shrimp, they have a pretty good punch, but I think Justin might be able to take him down. Yeah. So fun fact, uh, next episode, we're going to tell you who wins in a fight between Justin and a pistol shrimp. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll do that for the charity. We'll like, we'll set up a, like a fighting arena and only, Justin will just, 
only take if they on do like the shrimp. old school boxing and they both grow out like significant mustaches and they do like they do like the old like fighting Irish like one of these. Yeah, like fist fisticuff yeah, style. Like, boom. Yeah, absolutely. All right. You work on trading Justin up. I'll work on trading the pistol shrimp. <laughs> you got up, it. And uh, next week we'll do the belt. Awesome. All right, guys. Thanks everyone for hanging out this week. We'll catch you all next week. Bye. Come on down to